morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever the fuck it may be. <laughs> because time has become absolutely ludicrous as far as I'm concerned. But hello, thank you for being here. I'm Nicole BZ, and you know everything. The name of this podcast that I've been going on and on about intros, and then I listened to the very beginning with the song, and I realized. These intros are completely wackadoodle. It might be time for me to record something proper, a little jingle, <laughs> something quote unquote professional. And as we roll into season three of this podcast, there's over a hundred episodes. OMG. I just want to say thank you. I do this for you. I do this for me. I do this for us. It is an expression of creativity it is a trust fall exercise. And this episode in particular, I'm going to be working through some very real shit and some very real time with y'all. And I was reminded of this quote. Oh, I'm also in the desert right now at my friend's house. It's spectacular. But for some reason, there are gardeners here. I'm not sure if you've seen a desert, but it's got like cactus and then dirt and rocks in it. But apparently it needs landscaping. So there might be some background noise. I've pretty much relinquished any sense of control <laughs> or um, organization in this world. So we're going to roll with the background noise as well. Thank you. You may notice this is yet again, not a recorded, visually recorded, I should say, episode. We'll, we'll make that official in season three. I've just, my computer camera is not up to scratch. See, it's like this evolution, this, this growth into high quality the best for you, for me. I deserve it. You deserve it. We deserve it. So we'll be rolling into all of this. But if if you're, this is sounding scattered, welcome to my current brain hole, my friends. This week has been unreal. And I'm going to get into all of that with you. But first, I wanted to start with this quote by Albert Camus. Hopefully you're familiar. If not, Google, Google it, my friend. Not going to get into it. But this quote was something Tim Ferriss was pondering in one of his Five Bullet Fridays, and I have been tossing it around and chewing on it, and I'm about ready to spit it out to you. It was also something mentioned by one of my favorite artists and creators, P the Fairy, in regards to delusion, but let me, let me just give it to you so that you may also ponder it. From the moment absurdity is recognized, it becomes a passion, the most harrowing of all. But whether or not one can live with one's passions, whether or not one can accept their law, which is to burn the heart they simultaneously exalt, that is the whole question. I've been pondering this because when you are trying to create something that you have never done before, and I talk a lot about this, I know I'm repeating myself, you, you are quite literally delusional. You are seeing something that doesn't exist. And that can also be defined as crazy. But what Camus is talking about is that it is in this delusion that we find happiness, that we find passion, that we find true creativity, the creation of something new, a new experience, a new feeling, a new thought, potentially something that becomes tangible. And we have to choose this crazy. We have to choose this delusion. We have to choose the absurdity over and over and over again. And this week has felt absolutely batshit crazy for me. As things start to go sublimely well. So uh, for anyone who's been paying attention, I've been on a bit of a rumspringer. So my partner and I have literally zigzagged across the entire United States. 
if you had told me two days before we left on this trip that I would be doing it, I wouldn't have, I would have thought you absurd. None of this was part of the plan. This was all incredibly spontaneous. And every single day has expanded upon that. I have my work schedule. I have my commitments. I have my responsibilities as we all do. And my partner is currently in between jobs. So has relinquished many of those constraints. And I said to them, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. Like I, I love a good adventure. I love some spontaneity. This is, this is my structure within which I can play. And they were very respectful of that. And, but outside of that, I have zero control. And honestly, I've even been playing with zero opinion in the sense that I'm very much trying to empower them to do what they want, to be fully supported in that, to be creative, to be messy, to be spontaneous. And the biggest challenge has just been trying to co-create with other grownups who, you know, have like lives and responsibilities. So showing up a couple of people, a dog, and uh, I need, you know, a place to crash on the day of works for some people doesn't work for everybody. But it's been really fun. I mean, we've clearly made it work. It's been six weeks now. But this week, I woke up with like kind of crushing anxiety on Monday. And as someone who was clinically depressed and clinically anxious and medicated for many, many years, this was a sense I was familiar with, but had long forgotten. And the good news is I have the space, I have the trust, I have all of the tools, and I let myself fall. If you've worked with me at all, you know that I fully believe we need to experience these feelings. We need to ask ourselves, where is this coming for? What is happening? Why, 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 why? Actually asking yourself why five times in a row will generally get you to the bottom of whatever it is that is happening. And I did that. And I call them my energy stacking activities. This is some like old school bz But I have this whole list of things that I can do when I'm feeling super level one, level two, super victim, poor me, overwhelm. Overwhelm is really how it shows up these days and that there's 18 different directions that I want to run in. But obviously you can only run in one direction at a time, right? And my problem is, is I'm genuinely excited about everything I'm working on. I genuinely love every single person I am working with. And I can say that with 100% accuracy because I finally got a new accountant who's up my ass about a few things that I owe them. So anywho, and it's wild to me that I can wake up in my dream city, that was New Orleans on Monday morning, having had a good night's sleep and a lovely bed and a beautiful Airbnb with very little on the calendar. I think I had like three commitments that day. And I felt when I was 23 years old and I couldn't get out of bed. So I did it. I went through all the tools, the techniques. I sat, I meditated, I journaled, I reached out to my support. I moved some things around. And I I have this rule that if you go through all like 37 activities, which are everything from, you know, yoga, meditate, breath work, get outside, five senses, journal, focus wheel, call a friend, take a nap, take a shower, take a bath. If I take a shower and a bath, you know I'm in it. And if I get through the, all of them, I am allowed to essentially go back to sleep, <laughs> to like just, just hit cancel on everything that's going on. And again, it was like, none of this made any sense to me. And the reason this episode is called Permission to Pause is that when you are creating the life of your dreams, I posted a little bit about this, I think, on socials. I've also been on a socials break. I've been on an everything break this week because it was just, I felt like a fucking crazy person. Everything felt absurd. Most 
most absurd, my own happiness, most absurd that I am walking in the delusion that I dreamed up years ago, traveling constantly, being in my most favorite places with a schedule I am completely in charge of. And I still feel like I want to crawl into a hole and die because of anxiety, like unacceptable, absurd, just absolutely absurd. So how can you honor these times and these spaces? And this is another thing that I'm constantly exploring in terms of old world and new world business. Because we create these structures, we build them, we pour the foundation, we lay it, we let it set, we build on top of it. We're doing in the in these very aligned, trusting, visionary ways. And yet, <laughs> yet we can take a chisel and just start hammering in cracks that feel like they're splintering everything we've ever built. And I'm sharing this with you in it. I don't actually know what's on the other side of this. I don't. What I do know is what my ego, what my brain, what my very logical, very responsible mind is telling me, and that I'm not going to indulge those news flashes. They are fake news. When information comes to you from a place of fear or pressure or overwhelm or control or force, it is not real. It's coming from a place that is incredibly biased. And until you can find a place of neutrality, of calm, it feels like when you first sit down in the morning after your morning routine and you're like ready to get shit done, but you haven't yet opened your computer and like, you know, there's going to be some stuff on there, but you kind of like take that slow, deep breath and maybe like blink your eyes shut. Maybe there's like a little smile that creeps across your mouth and you're like, okay, we got this. That's kind of that neutrality that I'm talking about. It's not stress. It's not force, but it's not like overwhelming joy and happiness and exultation. Like it just is. That's, I think, and I think this is my theory, but when we can operate from that space, the information we're getting is true in a sense that it is not being colored or biased or informed by other experiences in your life. It's a little amorphous. But what I mean by that is it's un- it's undiluted information. It feels like information that's coming from a place of trust and creativity and expansion because it's not coming from your past. It's not coming from a fear in the future. It's in this moment and it's pure. Like, And you can feel the difference between that. It's like the difference between drinking water and Coca-Cola or water and coffee or water and like nighttime tea. Like the water's just, it just is. <laughs> but everything else has a little bit of an agenda. It has a little bit of an after effect. You might be tapping into it for a particular purpose. So I guess I'm, I'm waxing lyrical here because it's been the hardest thing for me in this week to just take a knee, to hit pause. And I had, I had everything set. Like I have, I've set up my businesses and my people so that I can have a handful of meetings on a Monday. And I really don't have to do a lot of work, especially in this week. I call this my bye week This is meant to be my creative, my flow, my writing, my tune into ideas. Well, you know, the content and the art and the products and the, the guidance and the strategy and the leadership, like all of that comes from this time in these weeks in between my meeting weeks and my clients weeks where I can really kind of get <laughs> delusional. I can dream into what's going to happen next. So this energy tends to be like really great planning energy and in this permission to pause, 
what I had originally intended this episode and this topic to be about was like risk analysis. Like how can we make sure that we're operating from a safe place? And I realized this is how you actually need to take a big step back every now and again. And if you're not factoring that in, if you're not actually planning for it, it will show up regardless. It usually shows up as burnout, as a sickness. I don't want to say usually, let me reframe. It can show up if it's been ignored for a long time, this need to sort of zoom out to 30,000 feet and look at everything that you're doing and check in to make sure it is still relevant. It is still impactful. It is still exciting. It's still connecting all of the dots, not just for you, but for your people, for your stakeholders, for everyone that's involved in what it is that you're doing, business and personal. This is a really, really healthy thing. And I looked back on it and I think I forget because my life can like look a lot like a vacation all the time. I've been working nonstop and I didn't stop over the holidays and I didn't, I mean, you like then, you know, you scale, you go back further in time. I've been helping my mom and blah, blah, blah. And I, I realized like, I just needed a fucking break where I didn't look at my computer or my phone. And the anxiety was showing up as permission to pause. That's level one, potentially level two energy where I'm seeking control. I'm seeking safety. I'm seeking security. And yes, of course, when you're moving around all the time and being super spontaneous, that can feel like a threat. That for me is something I've been doing for years and years. The threat was that I haven't checked in in a long time. I have been going and going and going and it was time to zoom out and take a look at what do I really want. I have felt stretched a little thin. Again, that's pretty normal for me. And when I check in and, and think about my relationships and my partnerships and my businesses, the new projects, Web3 and the DAO, the existing projects, helping a variety of different businesses roll out their Web3 projects, working with my clients and their businesses, also new property developments. I mean, that's one of the reasons we've been zigzagging across the United States is finding our next project. All of those, even as I say them in this moment, feel so fucking exciting to me. And then there's my own personal development and blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, okay, <laughs> this isn't this isn't time to burn everything down. And believe me, you, my friend, that temptation is like, I don't even know how to describe how badly I want to just ghost my life and go down to Costa Rica and start waiting tables. But I know that that's kind of like my go-to fantasy. I know what it's like to burn it all down and start over and build. I don't know what happens when I sit with this energy and allow it to play all the way through, as I always talk about. So where to from here, right? So I, I like to kind of give you a framework, a next steps, a, a where to from here. And I am doing this just as much for me right now as I am for you. What I do know is taking three days, potentially four, potentially a week to just take a knee will not actually burn down my life or lives or businesses or relationships or <laughs> hopes and dreams and delusions. And despite my ego loving to believe that and taunt me with that, that is fake news, right? So when I am getting too serious, this is the first, the first analysis point. I know I'm getting bogged down in the risk analysis. When you do a risk analysis, there is a ton of research, a ton of data. You can depending on what industry you're in, what business you're in, what personal life decisions you're trying to make, there are a few potential costs and benefits, risks and rewards that you can look at. And you can make a very simple list. This is actually something I do with my clients all the time. Little matrix, four boxes, cost, benefit of staying the same, cost, benefit of the change, right? 
typically we want all the benefits. We don't want any of the costs. So then the game becomes, how can you mitigate the cost? How can you, how can you lower the risk? Should probably flip that around, mitigate the risk, lower the cost, look at the status quo, right? So this is what I mean when I say get to a neutral place. Planning this level of inquiry is very responsible, very level three, very neutral. This is a great place to get to from like the overthinking, the anxiety. This is why I love my like 37 energy stacking activities because I'm not bypassing. I'm not ignoring. I'm not pretending or wishing it away. I'm I'm very much acknowledging this is how I feel in this moment, regardless of if I think it's real or bad or good or worse or fake or unnecess- whatever. Like there's no good reason for this. I'm blaming myself for it, yada, yada, yada. When I look at... What's the problem? What's the potential? What's the cost? What's the reward? What's the risk? What's the benefit? So on and so forth. I move into this place of neutrality just very naturally, right? Until you can get to a place where you're excited and opportunistic and and not just logically knowing there is going to be an opportunity on the other side of this challenge, which is where I'm at right now. It's a very logical place, but like feeling that excitement, we know we're still in this kind of polarity. The, the binary. So moving up that energetic ladder, you can look around right now and there is evidence of your success. Write it down, write down the proof that you're okay, that you're safe, that you're secure, that you always make it work, that there is always a win on the other side of a failure. And we know that because 2020 hindsight, when you look back, you always make it work. That's why you're listening to this right now. One of the things that proves to me that I am not just okay, but in fact, I am succeeding beyond my wildest dreams is I just look around at the people in my life. The people in my life inspire me in ways that I couldn't even imagine. And I am moving further and further away from those that feel like they kind of drag me down. I have clients just like oozing in from the ether. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know why I get to work with them. Some of them, I think, who the hell am I? be guiding you. I've got people that can't, you aren't, won't stop working with me. One of my poor clients, actually, I don't know if they listen to this, but we realized it was our last session and there was like a legit meltdown. And, and it was so easy for me to feel bad about that. But instead I chose to recognize that this is a, a huge compliment, right? And so that's what I mean in terms of this. We get to choose our thoughts and our feelings. And even in these moments of complete overwhelm, collapse, crisis, and chaos, there is always a choice available to us. And instead of ignoring how hideous all of those things feel, we can sit with them, accept them as they are, and ask very simply, what is the cost of staying here? What is the benefit of change? What is the cost of the change? And what will be the benefit in the long term? And that is a very energetically neutral place to be. Secondly, for those of us who are incredibly ambitious, incredibly delusional, right? Who are who are visioning a reality that does not yet exist and working very diligently in this very dense reality in order to create, that future focus can take us away from this moment and we can become hyper aware of that which we don't yet have. That can be very powerful and motivating if we're ready for that. But in these moments of crisis and chaos and doubt and fear and insecurity, that ambition can feel like an impossible, painful construct 
that is now constraining our ability to move in this moment. Something I've been reflecting on quite a bit this week because I, I've literally been frozen. Like I, I had to like clear my calendar. I didn't have to, I got to, I chose to clear my calendar. I spent a significant amount of time just outside sitting. I, I couldn't even read, which is like usually my favorite form of distraction. And I also didn't really want to let myself just kind of zone out because this, it, it was so scary in times what I was capable and willing to do in order to just escape these feelings of fear and doubt. So I remembered that everything I'm experiencing right now and like slash hashtag dream life slash like literally being in my favorite city in the world, getting to just do whatever the fuck I want because I'm, I'm freaking out so hard. Like I planted those seeds years ago years ago. And the things that I want and I perceive myself as not yet having and therefore being a fucking failure, like those seeds have also already been planted and they will grow as fast as they grow. Like I I can't speed up that process. And it's so easy to think that I should be doing more. I should be reaching out. I should be selling harder. I should be launching eight new businesses. I should be running some fucking marathon. I should be not eating Southern food. You know, I should be calling back the 18 people that are waiting on me. I should be appeasing my new accountant. Like that. It's like, there's just only so much that anyone can do in any moment. And none of that is going to speed up this process because this process is going to take exactly as long as it's going to take. And we know I've been playing with time all year and that the gay Hendrix conscious luck and this construct that isn't real, but it's a great measurement of energy and value. <laughs> like I try translate this into those practice. Like I try not to say I can't wait anymore because that suggests that what's happening right now isn't good enough. I also don't ever like to say I'm catching up or I'm sorry for the delay. I'm sorry for not getting back to you because I'm moving at exactly the pace that I need to move. And if that is perceived as too slow, or if that is perceived as rushing, or if I am experiencing that sense of urgency and judgment, like, again, we're not in this place of neutrality. This is all being filtered through fear and control and force and it's not good. You will miss out. You know how that that like cheesy ass saying that says you cannot miss miss that which was meant for you. If you're rushing, you will miss it. Just as much as if you're going too slow. Like if you're laying in bed all day, like I wanted to do this week, like you also cannot cannot see that opportunity on the other side of the challenge. So that that ambition, it, that drive that can show up very much like stress and force will constantly distract you from the present moment, which is where everything that you want is. And by constantly bringing myself back into this moment and acknowledging how uncomfortable it is, that I believe is going to allow me to process this experience and give me the understanding and the information I need to make the next best decision for me. Like, I didn't even know if this podcast was going to get recorded in time and it's feeling really good. So thank you. Thank you for being here with me. It was, that was just a full trust fall. Like I knew it needed to get done. I knew I was going to be traveling a lot this week. We've literally driven from Louisiana and we're at, well, I'll be in California tomorrow. It's a lot of fucking driving. So lastly, it's recognize who you are today in this moment. That's what this massive 30,000 foot view look is saying and, and asking and challenging me 
to truly acknowledge is who am I now? Like, again, if we've planted seeds years ago that are only now just being harvested, do I even want that bounty? And how have I overpromised that is now forcing me to underdeliver because and everything I said yes to is coming to fruition and it is too much. My plate is overflowing. So how can I allow enough to be the feast? How willing am I to truly disappoint people and to truly honor who I am in this moment? And, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I haven't said this to anybody out loud, at least in my professional sphere, because I do have a lot of shame around it. But I'm at a place now where I am a guide. <laughs> I tell people what to do. And I, I, I don't have the capacity to be the doer. I have plenty of people on my teams now to support me. I have the right butts and the right seats doing the right things, and I need to leverage them better. And I feel so guilty because I go into these meetings where people ask for my insight and my guidance and my strategy, and I'm so tempted. And I have said, well, I can do that. I can do this. Let me put that together, blah, blah, blah. And, there, and then I'm letting them down because I don't, I don't have the energy for it. And it's I need these these weeks where I can just get into the delusion in order to create something that's totally new. When you are experiencing overwhelm, when I am experiencing overwhelm, when we are in like hardcore procrastination avoidance and not, you know me, I think procrastination is actually kind of a superpower, but it's like that, like, I can't fucking look at my computer or my phone. I cannot get back to people. I can't do the work I need to do like logically or forcefully check in with that fear. Where is it coming from? What is it telling you? Why? Why do you have to get this done in this moment? Okay. What happens next? What's the thing that you're most afraid of? For me, what I've realized is that it was, it's someone six months ago or someone 12 months ago, or someone two years ago that I was who agreed to this, that now in this moment, I'm like, fuck, I can't do that anymore. And people will likely be disappointed. That's okay. Once we get past that, we can now figure out how to resource this effectively. And I already have the resources. <laughs> so use your tools. Be precise. What is it that you want now? Who are you now? What have you said yes to that might need to be revised? And how can you bring that to the present situation so that you're able to use the tools and the resources and the information you have in this moment to redefine expectations. This is boundary setting. Boundary Boundaries are a verb. I said it in my People Pleasers Guide to Building Better Boundaries. Just like balance, it is something that will need to be continually reviewed and revisited. And if you're feeling stretched, stressed, avoidant, overwhelmed. There's potentially just some mental boundaries to put in place for you and your own thoughts, some energetic boundaries in terms of what are you going to invest in? What are you choosing to do in this moment? And then potentially some communication boundaries. Okay. So there's more loud noises now, but like, what have you said yes to that needs to be revised? And it's, I, I get it. It's fucking scary. I'm there right now. But having just finished with one call, the, firstly, it's very obvious that I no longer have the capacity. And really that call was just about, okay, where to from here? We get it. This actually felt really good. I kind of felt like my last one was a little bit all over the place, but thank you for letting me, thank you for letting me process in real time. This last week, whenever you're listening to this, this, it is March 12th, no, March 10th. <laughs> 
It is, yeah, March 10th. So this last week, March 3rd through March 10th has been banana bonkers. And if you're listening to this, my sense is you felt it too. And what I will say is when you're feeling cray cray, don't make any decisions. Don't take major drastic action. Just write it all down and wait until you find that space of neutrality, that sort of calm in the storm, the eye of the storm, if you will. And just give yourself permission to pause. It might be a couple hours. It might be a couple days. It might be a couple weeks. Some of you may feel like you've been in this limbo holding pattern for a couple of years. That's okay. You don't have to make a decision or take action in this moment. Allow yourself to gather the information that you need. And please, 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 my closing note will be that unbiased, neutral truth of choice in the information that you're you're allowing to to be delusional. That didn't make any sense. But what I'm saying is choose your thoughts, choose your feelings, choose them from this place of neutrality that feels like it's true to you now. Play with that feeling. Okay. I I gotta go. <laughs> I'm going to stop jibber jabbing. Thank you so much for being here. You know where to find me at the BC channel. The Discord container, I, again, this last week, I've actually been pretty absent from everything because I, I took permission to pause. But hello at Nicole BC is also a great place. And uh, I always look forward to hearing from you and getting your feedback, hearing your thoughts. It's been it's been a wild ride out there, my friend, but I am right here with you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say standing shoulder to shoulder. And then I was like, am I, am I on the struggle bus? I'm just being sitting cross-legged on the floor in full surrender to what happens next. And I can't wait to share that with you. I love you. Bye.